0: Welcome, I'm Cyrus Afshar, and this is the Wigos Informal Economy Podcast, Social Protection. In this podcast, we will discuss some of the most pressing issues related to the linkages between the informal economy and social protection, including debates about workers' health provision, pension schemes for all the workers, as well as childcare systems and other social protection policies for informal workers in order to improve their livelihoods. OEGO has launched a new phase of its podcast. In this season, we will examine the pieces of the social protection system in order to understand the challenges, opportunities and difficulties faced by informal workers, always taking a bottom-up approach, highlighting the worker's perspective. In other words, we will look at the different parts of the social protection system as if it were a solar system, as suggested by Valentina Barca and Juan Meria. In this approach at the center we have policy legislation governance financing then further out there are program designs eligibility and related issues and finally revolving around the second orbit there are implementation matters such as registration delivery of benefits and so on we will give special attention to the issue of digitalization, looking at how technology is being used to improve the inclusion of informal workers across the different elements of the social protection systems, but also we will discuss the risks and challenges involved. And today, in the episode 5 of the Systems Mapping Building Blocks Approach, we continue to explore the topic of registration. This time, we look closely at the Cambodian ID Poor Programme to understand to which extent a government led effort to improve how beneficiaries of social assistance and social protection schemes are effectively accounted for, and what are the gaps, challenges, and merits of the new registration drive. To understand the Cambodian case, we invited Bungli Tan. Bung Lee is the lead of the Inclusive and Shock Responsive Social Protection System project at Oxfam, Cambodia. And now, let's hear our talk with Bung Lee Tan. Boomli Tan, welcome to our podcast.
1: Hi, Cyrus, Thank you so much for having me today.
0: So let's dive right into it. Lee, to situate the people who are not familiarized with Cambodia's context can you explain us what is the id poor program and what role does it play in Cambodia's social protection system what problem is it trying to solve
1: um, let me start by saying that id poor stands for identification of the poor household and it's a government program that was established in 2006. The objective of this program is to identify who are poor in the country. When they identify who are exactly poor in the country, they can also use the data to support the poor to access other social services or other social protection programs in the country and mainly the government try to identify the poor because they want to support them and it's part of the effort to reduce poverty in the country in 2006 we start the id poor program still a paper based we have 24 province and one capital city and one year we can do it's only Around eight to nine province, and then uh, next year you move to another eight another eight or nine province, and another year you you move to another eight to nine province. So it takes three years for one round, and then to go back to you again. So it's paper pens. It take long time to know that you are poor or not, and to get the ID poor card. But in two thousand nine, they start pilots the. Um, on-demand ID pool and in 2020, during the pandemic, the government's request to implement the on-demand ID poor in the country to, to identify who are poor and so that they can have a program to support those who impact from COVID. So the on-demand ID poor is a new process. It becomes more digitalized. They use tablets and they can work countrywide to identify who are poor. And in 2021, the on demand ID Poor will become an official tool to use for the future. You know, I mean, uh, from the COVID and then they will use this tool to identify more poor in the country. So this is uh, some of the background and this is uh, what ID Poor in Cambodia context mean.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Bunli. So moving on, to which extent then is ID Poor Accessible and inclusive to vulnerable informal workers, in particular home based workers? And how does that relate to the registration approach underpinning social assistance programs? That is, in what ways has registration enabled or frustrated the accessibility and inclusivity?
1: Actually, uh, in Cambodia, we have the poverty rate has been increased from up to 17.8% during the COVID time. And uh, if you look at to the total population, we have around 16.5 million. And the government have, during the COVID time, the on-demand ID poor. they have identified more than 700,000 households, which equal to 2.8 million people who are poor at the same time. They also introduce the identification of family at risk and around 500,000 households with equal to 1.8 million was identified as at risk, meaning they are near poor and they might become poor when uh, they face a kind of risk or such as COVID, so this is the two effort that the government, the government has been uh, put in place, and in total, more than four million in this case, and the government say that it's cover most of the poor. The new on-demand ID Poor, it's open for everyone. I mean, if you you feel that you are poor, you can submit a request to the local uh, commune office to ask for the inter- Interview or the government also introduced the public ID pool app where you can use it to request for the, the uh, for the interview. and even other people like the CSO or even teacher health official at the ground or relative can also have to request your name. interview and if you get interview, you will be identified, you will know the result whether you are poor or you are classified as at-risk household or you are not in either the category. So if talking about uh, inclusive it's open for everyone and uh, the process is starting from you request by yourself, and also the local commune chief also help validate your name, your family, and or your location you are living, you are based, you reside there, and then they can also help facilitate your name to the commune, and then the commune will bring their committee, I mean the ID poor interview committee, to reach your home and interview you. The process now, it's open for for everyone, but still there are some challenges. Not everyone haven't yet got the interview because of the pandemic. Some, their family status move quickly, you know, before they might be like they are not poor, but now they feel that they are poor and they want to do the interview. They want to test whether they are poor or not. But still, they haven't yet do so because they don't really know how to use the public app. Or sometimes they are far, they are lack of some information about the ID pool process. There are also other factors like they might think that they cannot be considered as poor because in the ID pool criteria, whether if you have like roof house, you might not consider poor or even you have like a motorbike at home. The criteria is that if you have motorbike, you are not poor. And in the questionnaire, they don't consider whether, you know, that is part of uh, this because maybe even you have a motorbike, right? But you are also in debt. So they are a bit reluctant as well to do this. And also there are several factors. This need more encouragement, need more support, making sure that, they know the benefits they know the importance of id poor and they know the benefit from the id poor and that what i spend is happened a lot before the covid happened not so much interested but during covid's time we could see people more interested they want to to do it they want to test if they are poor or not because the government have developed Several programs, for example, the cartonel program for COVID and also the cartonel program for pregnant women and children under two years old for family from poor household. And also the TVET program, technical vocational training program for the poor family. I mean the ID pool card holder. Now we call the equity card and also the equity family are the programs such as the school feeding program and scholarship program for students at the primary and lower secondary school. So you see when many programs, especially the COVID program, has been introduced. Many people interested in this and also they start to register themselves, submit the request for the interview more and more. But oh. uh, look at to the figure, a lot already has been uh, interviewed and uh, received the ID pool.
0: Perfect. So you mentioned now some challenges in the program that still remain. What kind of changes to Cambodia's social protection system and the way people are registered to access social protection needed to be made to better include vulnerable informal workers, do you think?
1: Mm. Many programs have been made, but still not all the people are covered. And there are still many, many workers in the informal workers group and also even the formal sector, those who are working in the formal sector, but their employer hasn't yet desisted them. So there are still a lot more effort to be done, especially to include the other group, for example, the construction worker, the the farmer especially, hasn't yet, they put it in the self-employed, but there are also groups. And uh, those who we call the online group. And uh, other group, for example, even the elderly, and a uh, person with disability, they need to be part of the scheme. They Because uh, like so far, the program has been designed by some group, but uh, there is no program specifically for the elderly. And it's what they are asking for. They really want to have a right to access a healthy fund for free, including the person with disability, they want to access for free healthcare. Even those they are not ID poor card holder, but they want like everyone with disability by title or elderly, they need to access to free healthcare. This is one of the, the things, so many groups that need to to be include and put in, put in the policy and law. Because even in the national social security law, they put only like self-employed, but they don't really, they haven't yet specified which group. They also ask for more scheme. For example, they need to cover for their employment scheme or the pension scheme that hasn't yet covered. So this is for those who have job, who have work, and those who work in the formal sector and informal sector. some other group like waste collector, for example, they need also to be part of that. The group, if they have the employer, we need to make sure that they should not get the ID poor. There are two options. If they feel that they want to get ID poor, they can go to interview and get the ID poor and then access to social assistance program. But if they are poor, and they also have employer. It is the employer responsibility you know, to register them to the National Social Security Fund so that they can get cover both the health insurance, the pension scheme, and the employment risk scheme, which is broader than those who hold the ID poor. For example, the ID poor card holder, when they access to public hospital, they have a benefit which is a bit lower than those who hold an SF card, you know, health insurance of the National Social Security Fund. So a lot of things that we need to put more effort, especially to more specific group and even like the Indigenous People Group, the group that we need to pay more attention, especially making sure that they can receive information about the scheme, about the program both on social security and social assistance. Because even the person with disability, they, they work in the two world. They can be those working in the formal sector or can be working in the informal sector. You can see like person with disability, they also work in the formal sector, indigenous people, they also work in some formal sector, but many of them work informally. Yeah. And another effort, because when we talk about the other group is the formal sector, but always the informality in the formal city happen. The employer do not register them. And this is one of our effort to make sure that they register the worker and making sure that they do not hide them in a short term or subcontract work. So we need to to protect
0: them, yeah. And what concrete changes have been made to improve this accessibility?
1: Mm. Uh, When you talk about social protection system in Cambodia, we talk about two pillars. One is the social assistance and the other one is social security. And I think that the government now has paid more and more attention to to this. And uh, one of that is uh, to ensure that by 2030, uh, the universal health coverage for everyone. And, um, and also using the life cycle approach, everyone can access to at least one scheme of social protection. So in Cambodia, we have two categories. One is the group that can access to social system, And this is those who are holding ID poor or at-risk household, but for the formal sector, those who work, for example, in the apparel or industrial that have employer, the employer has to register them and contribute to the National Social Security Fund so that in return they can be insured by health insurance, by employment risk and also by pension scheme and a lot of uh, progress is now the self-employed worker is now open for the registration for the voluntary contribution to the health scheme under the NSF the national social security fund and with the new government's mandate they also allow the self-employed worker to register their family member, you know, their children, uh, their spouse, to the scheme as well. So it also extends to the NSF card holder, I mean, like the employer who are working in the formal sector, they can also register their spouse or their children to the scheme as well. They can contribute on their own. So if there are the employer, the employer will directly pay the health contribution and also the employment risk contribution. And the pension scheme is 50% by employer and 50% by the employee. And also, another program is extended uh, the healthy fund to the entertainment worker. And also the healthy funds to the informal worker. So Many, many people has been covered and scheme and program has been implemented.
0: And what kind of activities have workers' organizations and civil society undertaken to convince government to make changes that improve accessibility?
1: I mean, we work a lot with the formal and informal workers, including the vulnerable group. For example, person with disability, elderly, children, and women, and also youth, and also a worker in different sectors, like entertainment worker, in food service, beverage sector, a worker, farmer, and also for example, domestic worker, street vendor, waste collector, tuk tuk driver, and and many more. So our work is to advocate for include all of them into the scheme. It's two-way approach. One, as I said earlier, one, if they have employer, they should be covered by an SS scheme. But if they know who hasn't yet covered, if they are part of the ID poor category, then it's to encourage them to request for interview so that they can get to the social assistance program of the government. And then we want a worker and even the informal worker works together because uh, even you are a worker, you have employer cover, but maybe your family member might be also poor. So they need to know the two systems, both the social security and the social assistance. And then the one thing is we want to ensure that everyone can be covered to the right scheme or the right program. We have been a lot of change. COVID card transfer is one of the programs that is one of the main interventions that uh, give a lot of benefits to the people, those who hold ID poor, card holder, and also the vulnerable group. And also the inclusion of the informal worker, especially the self employed worker, into the voluntary contribution scheme. And also, we put for pension. It has been implemented since 2022. Now it's one year, more than one year already. And uh, we also push more to include other groups like farmers. And also we push for family member, the spouse to be entitled. And then... Such program happen and also we put for the compensation for the employer who their workplace was suspended during the COVID time especially though in the operative sector. And uh, we also push for more inclusive of uh, persons with disability, elderly and Indigenous people into the program. And now the government is planning for after the COVID uh, program, and there will be substitute or support by the new program we call the Family Package. And uh, it will become a permanent program and Family Package has already uh taking into account the five target groups uh, including person with disability the elderly the student at primary school and lower secondary school people living age ab8 and also the family household head so the five category has been put and also this program will be implemented soon maybe by april so this is one achievement that we have been uh, push uh, for more inclusion. And besides this, when we talk about inclusion, we talk about removing some obstacles, for example, administrative barrier, and uh, making sure that communication material, the information can be reached out to the people. Uh, by June last year, the government has also launched a public ID pool app. It, one function of this is about a complaint mechanism where people can also raise their complaint, their suggestion or feedback when they see in irregularity in the ID pool process or in receiving the cartons of program or the benefit from the program, they can also file the complaint. So our effort is to make sure that they can encourage those to wise up their needs and encourage the worker and the people to to use the mechanism to voice up and um, also we create also several dialogue platforms so that with social protection institution so -hmm. that they can share their concerns and seek for solution. And uh, we also push for monitoring of the company, of the workplace who is yet registered. We collect the case. This is what we contribute uh, to more inclusive and uh, making sure that everyone entitled to, to the new scheme or new program.
0: So to wrap up, are there any additional adjustments to the poor program registration strategy? that you can think of that might improve the functioning of Cambodia's social protection system? I mean, if there is anything else you you would like to mention?
1: Um I think one thing is to look at the questionnaire and also include more criteria. But it depends, right? Sometimes if you add more criteria you will see like more poor, right? And if you put only a certain amount of criteria you will see less poor or less people at this, but we need to look at this criteria sometime because for example debt may be one of the criteria that we look at because for example if you see a family they have motorbike but they also are in debt they borrow money you know for making their business or livelihood activity so if you go to interview you might not count as a poor And then they will also cannot get access to any other support programs, social protection program or social assistance program. So one of the criteria is uh, should be uh, revisited and also... The information, communication is also important, making sure that everyone knows about the process and this is what we are doing. There is also the role of uh, CSO, trade union can also support in the process to ensure people can reach to the commune office or uh, get the interview and also can uh, help facilitate them, you know, from the ground so that they can also reach to an s f office to register themselves, or we have to push together to employer so that employer register their member. So the union and civil society still uh, play important role uh, in this and we need uh, more collaboration. And uh, we could see a lot of good work from the ground that when uh, CSO, and local governments work together, it helps a lot. It can reach out a lot to those vulnerable groups. And you can see uh, various groups can access to not only the ID pool, but other services, and the other group can also access to the NSIF. So still, CSOs is very important and uh, CSO need to work together even they are uh, working on the social assistance or social security. They need to broaden their understanding and knowledge into a social protection system as a whole so that they can work together more effectively and they can be well a representation of their constituency because their constituency can be either into the two categories. It the social security fund or to the social assistant who know because like COVID uh, pandemic happened they say that it impacts to to a lot to worker and some worker they they might fall into poverty so you need the support from both social security and social assistance and that we need to know both excellent bung Lee
0: thank you very much you're welcome. Thank you. And if you want to learn more about the Pool program, we will leave some links at the description of the episode. And don't forget to follow Ego on our social media channels, Twitter and Facebook to get the most updated publication events and more. I am Sirus Afshar, and this was Informal Economy podcast, Social Protection. See you next time.